0: Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God given purpose. Enjoy. Before I start, Virginia is one of my guinea pigs tonight. And I need three others, and this is going to be for the end. I'm going to do a song at the end. But being up here is an extreme bold step in your faith and your obedience to Christ and what he calls you to do. And everybody has a testimony, and everybody has been rescued from something and saved from something. So mine is Virginia. I need three bold people that are not ashamed of what Christ has delivered you from, what he has saved you from, or what he has rescued you from. And just for right now, I want you to come up and just write it on one of these boards. So I need three volunteers. I have one. Garrett. (laughs) David. Jake. Cool. So you can pick one of those. Yay. And then we'll do something with it at the, at the very end. I know. Like one of them, no, no, leave it up here. Yep. <clears throat> and we'll just leave them up here. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I bought two of those markers and one of them blew up in my car. So yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and start talking because they know who I am. So um, my name is Debbie, I'm a Jesus-holic. That's for, did you hear her laugh? Okay, great room, because I did this in life group in dead silence. I mean, nothing. So I promised Jody, because um, I talked, I, we work together, so I'm like, I've done run everything by her today, so I promised her I would do this. But in, in reality, my name is Debbie. I actually am a jesus holly. but um, Garrett's mom. Does everybody know Garrett? And he's my son and my daughter-in-law, Leslie, and I have two grandkids. Um, You know, my mother was very instrumental in the foundation of um, my faith walk in Christ. And I got saved when I was eight or nine, probably 1980. So I'm going to go with eight. So I like to say I've been walking with the Lord for 42 years, but I can honestly say that that is not the case. Um, the Lord's been walking with me my whole life. I've been saved for 42 years, but you know it's been hit or miss over the years. Um, but last, last June, we've been coming here for a minute, actually brought Garrett to Faith Center when they were at the Carson Center. And were you guys at the Carson Center? I feel like one time when we were there, you guys were up on the big screen giving a testimony, like sitting just like this. Maybe. It could have been somebody else. <laughs> well, Garrett Garrett himself would have been nine, so Faith Center has always kind of been in the, the background of our lives since, since we've moved here. Um, but last June was the first time in my life that I actually... 100% completely surrendered my life to the Lord. You know, um I've surrendered life gets in the way and then you just go back to your old ways, but When I say surrendered, I was up here, and I snot-cried like I've never snot-cried in my life. Then I went and hung on to Garrett and snot-cried some more, and he's praising the Lord, and I'm just... And then Linda Lyles prayed for me, and I'd never met the woman in my life, and she told me my entire life and why why I'm there um, at that moment at the altar. So, but yeah, so I can. I completely surrendered to God at that time, and what I found, (laughs) when you do that, then God can use you. I mean, go figure, right? Like, 100% surrendered, and now God can use you um, for the purpose that he created you for. Um, I am also part of Matt 25. I think I saw Christina sneak in. I am blessed beyond belief to be part of Matt 25, because I have had a heart for Um, the unseen, the homeless, the down and out, because I've been there, been homeless, been down and out, and so many times in my life, um, being here in Kentucky, we moved here in 94, it's just like that community kitchen and the home, it was just always like something, man, I just really wanna do that this year. So, you know, I am honored that I'm part of Matt 25 and i lead worship out there along with casey and cheryl we kind of alternate god's doing a good work out there um i don't know if anybody in here has a heart for the homeless or the down and out but it's an awesome outreach and we're also starting a van ministry where we could really use some help if you have a driver's license it has to be a valid driver's license (laughs) no no state id is not going to (laughs) work Um, So, yeah, if you're, you know, if if you're interested in serving in the church in any capacity, but, you know, Matt 25 is just an awesome way to share what God has done in your life because they feel so isolated, like they're the only ones that are in this situation. Um, So I would like to talk about when Lauren asked me to teach, like he said, um a little bit ago was that he that I had messaged him a couple months ago and I was like hey I'm kind of interested in doing music and that was Eric's night I was like you know what I'm not I'm you know I put it out there like hey I'm interested in this and then I let God do whatever he wants to do with it so I'm sure that the day he messaged me like I know nobody in here has ever done this um I'm probably the only one that has ever had a pity party for themselves poor me, why me, why God, why aren't you using me, you know, I mean, I'm sure I'm not it, right, like, so I was actually in my bathroom, and <laughs> I think, Christy, when I think about this, because God talks to you in the bathroom, believe it or not, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in my bathroom, and I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to teach on tonight, it was just came to my mind, I was like, you know what, I've got a testimony, you know, and we all have testimonies, and I was like, God, I've got a testimony. You know what my testimony is. You know what you've done for me. And the Holy Spirit just put me in check real quick. And I was like, you know what? God, you do know my testimony and you know what you have done in my life. So at the appointed time, when you're ready for me, now I've talked, what I'm going to talk about tonight, I've talked about it before with individuals, I've just not ever done it in a setting like this. So this is, to me, this is huge. It may not seem like a whole lot to some people in here, but this is a huge deal. Um, But I told the Lord, I was like, when you're ready to use me and say this publicly, not privately um, or anything like that, but publicly, when you're ready for me to show you, People, how powerful you are publicly, I will do it. So I was like, cool. So I went on about my business. And um, Nick Logsden, when he taught, <laughs> he said, and I thought about this, I wrote it down. He said, You want to be careful when you ask God to use you um, because He will. <laughs> and you better be ready. Like, you have to be ready. Um, the example that I'm going to give tonight is 42 years in the making god has held this in publicly for 42 years there's a lot of people that are in my life that know this story but publicly this is now going to be on a podcast so like we're going public with this like we're fixing to tell people what jesus what god can do um so you know i kind of figured that okay god's gonna use me so you know, and I'll just prepare and whatnot, and, you know, maybe a couple months down the road or whatever, um, you know, maybe a time will come where, you know, God's just going to reveal what he wants me to do. I didn't think that he was going to, like, take me and then just catapult me, like, right to the moment. Usually there's, like, a waiting period, right? It's like, he's like, okay, Debbie, here we go, and I kid you not, it was just Hours later, Lauren texts me and he was like, Hey, would you like to teach in May? And I'm like, I don't think he's spelled play right. <laughs> so I sent the message to Garrett and I was like, I just got this message from Lauren. And he said, I don't I think did he mean play? And Garrett's response was teach? Did he mean did he mean play? And I'm like, Lauren doesn't know how to spell play, you know? And uh, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, no, he was like, no, teach. And uh, I did not even think twice about it. Um, The answer was absolutely yes, absolutely. And I knew immediately, because I was just in the bathroom grumbling to the (laughs) Lord. And he's like, well, I'll show you, Miss Grumbler. Let's just do this right now. Um, Okay, but uh, so that's how that, this is how this came about. Um, And one thing that I wrote down a couple weeks ago, Pastor John was talking about what we must do to represent God. And one of the things that we must do to represent God is we have to accept the assignment. So, the assignment was presented and I accepted. <clears throat> so, there's two topics I want to talk about and I'm really hoping that I can bring these together in the way that I feel the Holy Spirit is one is guiding me to bring these together. And I had a little side note here because um, at the end of the day, I told Jody that I was gonna teach. And I'd already told I mean, Garrett Garrett knows everything. Um, So, and I told her, and then on my way home, um, if I hadn't have been driving in my car, I'd have been on my knees because I was so humbled at the thought that my creator, Jesus who saved my life, thinks enough of me that has now put me in a position of trustworthiness to tell you about him and his glory and what he can do. And I was so humbled that literally if I wasn't in my car, I couldn't pull over because I'd have been in a ditch, but I'd have been on my knees with just utter thankfulness that he thinks that much of me, his daughter. And he's like, you know what? You just tell him. So I'm going to. So first thing I want to talk about is how God has always been there. And I want to tie it into the power of water. And I know it probably sounds unlikely, maybe. It doesn't to me. Um, God has always been there. Matthew 28:20. 20, Surely I am with you always to the very end of age, which is part of the Great Commission. Genesis 1, 1. I can start, I can stop with the first four, one, two, three, four, yeah, four, I can count, <laughs> four words. In the beginning, God. There's more to that, but you know what? I can stop right there. I have enough faith. And my Creator, and enough faith in Jesus Christ, and enough faith in the Holy Spirit that I can stop with those four words. In the beginning, God. That's all I need to know. And then Psalm 91 and 2. Let me back up because in the beginning, God, Elohim, our Creator. Psalm 91 and 2. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Doesn't matter. From the beginning to the end you can insert whatever happens in your life from the beginning to the end and i like the word everlasting because that's not temporary it's everlasting till the end of age he is god so god has been there for me like i said i got saved when i was eight but prior to that god has been there for me um And I didn't know it was God, but when I look back, even as a small child, I knew there was something greater, something bigger, and something supernatural, and I emphasize supernatural. I knew at a very young age there was something supernatural happening. I just didn't, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know who it was. I just knew it. I experienced it. I saw it. I felt it. I knew it existed. I just didn't know what it was. I was—I mean, you're a kid. You don't know—you don't know what it is. And um, I've had very supernatural experiences um, my whole life. But even as a small child, I've had um, extreme supernatural experiences, good and extremely demonic as well. There are both sides. I can tell you right now that Satan doesn't care that you're six years old. He'd rather cut you down at that age because if you grow. Then you get to tell people, but if he can cut you down at that age, then you can't tell nobody. So he wants to he's he wants to cut your children down. He wants to he's generations. Garrett talks about generations a lot. He he wants to get to the generations because we're already grown. He knows we he knows that we know that, that the jig is up. Like we know how the story ends, but a little kid doesn't know. So I experienced all kinds of very demonic, supernatural happenings. And I knew deep inside that even though I didn't know that there was, like I knew there was a war, I didn't know what it was, but I knew I was like I've got this experience and I've got this is horrible and this one's good. So I knew it was like tearing me apart even at a very, very young age. I just didn't know what it was. And then I had a radical, and I have this highlighted, I had a radical life-changing encounter with the physical hand of God and it involves water so now I want to talk about water we've talked about how God is always there so now I want to talk about water we all know what water is the Hebrew word for water is mayim it's one of the first things that's mentioned in the Bible and it is one of the last things that's mentioned in the Bible Genesis 1:2 and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. That's like the first that's the first not not even full paragraph. That's like just first two. You hovered over the waters. And in Revelation 22:17 <clears throat> and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. So water is extremely powerful. And water is mentioned 722 times in the Bible. It is mentioned more than faith. It is mentioned more than hope. It is mentioned more than prayer. And it is mentioned more than worship. So water is obviously obviously significant to God. He uses water. There's power in water. There's revelation in water. There's truth in water. And without water, there is no life. There is no life physically. There is no life spiritually. Without water, we are dead, period. We can go like three days, I think. mate, Leslie, three days maybe. I mean, you have to have water to sustain life. You cannot sustain life without water, physically or spiritually. And the Bible is full of stories of how God used water. He used water to point to his deity, to point to who he is. And he used it as a fulfillment of the scripture in Zechariah 12.10, when he was referring to the one they have pierced. Because when they pierced Jesus' dead body, and I emphasize dead body, he was already physically dead at the time, out flowed blood and water. So water flowed from Jesus as he was dead on the cross. And we have to have water to live. So what are some examples in the Bible where water is used as a sign, a wonder, or to prove a point? This is y'all. Who can give me an example? Somebody throw me an example, huh? Part the Red Sea. Yes, I got that on my. Who else? Turn water into wine. Walked on water. The flood. Right. So I. That's what I have. I have the flood. I have Jesus walked on water in Matthew, Mark, and John. Um, Moses struck the rock and water flowed out and. Of course, Moses didn't make it to the promised land, but that's like a whole other, but he did strike the rock and water come out, so there was life. The woman at the well, um, Jesus was baptized with water. Jesus calms the storm, the parting of the Red Sea, and Jesus washes the disciples' feet. There's one thing that stuck out to me, and I feel like when, when I was getting this together, I knew now why garrett was so versed in the scripture because this is what he does and how awesome would it be if we studied the bible like you were going to teach on a tuesday night and i have learned more in the past month so i could prepare to have a sound doctrine and you know i'm open to reproof if i'm wrong lauren garrett anybody else like I'm, i'm not afraid of that you know because this is all new to me. But one thing that stuck out with water <clears throat> was creation. Because in Genesis 1, Genesis 1, chapter 1, verse 2, it says God hovered over the waters. He didn't say he created waters. In creation, he separated the waters. So not only has God always been here, and yes, God did create the water, but in the Bible, he doesn't say I created the water. The water was here. He was hovering over the water, and then he used this water to create everything that we have today. That just kind of blew my mind when I read that. It literally, like, jumped off the page right at me. And I don't know if I'm explaining it the way I felt it when I when I read it, but he hovered <clears throat> over the water and then separated it. So, Whew. Lauren said don't worry about the clock, but, you know, I was like, well, I did this in my living room. It was like 41 minutes, so I may get up here, and it's like 10 minutes, so I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. Okay, so if God has always been there, and if God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow— if he is there from everlasting to everlasting, if he is there to the end of age, that means that God is still using the power of water to get our attention and to prove who he is. And this is how I know that God has always that God has always been there for me. This is this is now me. This is my testimony. That God has always been there for me that God is my savior and that God is still in the business of doing miracles people think God doesn't do miracles anymore and I can flat out tell you that is a lie and whoever tells you differently they're lying like so just like don't even associate with them like it is God still performs powerful miracles he performs little miracles, and he performs big ones to make sure you know that there is no mistaken of who just did this. This is God. So here's my story. I grew up in a typical middle-class family. My dad worked. My mom stayed at home. So we never had a need for a babysitter, and I grew up in Indiana. We've been here since 94, but I digress. Um, So for some reason this one particular day my mom took me to a babysitter and I don't know why I never even asked Um, but she just dropped me off at a babysitter it was in Charlottesville Indiana I can picture it in my mind right now Um, I know landscapes change over time but I could probably like drive there like right now because I don't feel like a certain aspect of the story has changed. But prior to her dropping me off, it had rained something fierce. And this little trailer, she dropped me off. There was a woman there. I can't picture her face or I don't remember her name or anything, but it had rained and there was a creek out behind her house. And the property line went all the way up to the creek and then the creek did dropped off and there's the creek. So like beautiful grass, creek. But it had rained. It had come a gully washer. <clears throat> That's not an Indiana term, by the way. <laughs> we did not use gully washer was it? until I came to Kentucky. That that became a part of my vocabulary. But And I don't know if you've ever seen a creek when it just rained so hard and it's frothy and it's foamy. Has anybody ever seen that? Like people shaking their heads. It's just like a Russian. Of course, this is, I'm not saved yet so i was probably seven and it was just a russian and i'm just out there i'm probably like this tall no i'm probably like this tall um but we're talking 1979 so you know i got my bell bottoms on and my plaid shirt and i'm just out just i don't even know why i'm at a babysitter mom just dropped me off like i'm pretty certain she's coming back but so i'm just out there just walking and i'm just walking by this creek not thinking anything of it. You know, kids, we're stupid. We don't think, we don't see that there's danger in front of us. I'm just like, look at this creek. It's like, it looks, it's horrible. Like you could whitewater raft on it probably. And I'm just walking along, not paying attention. And I slipped and I fell in and I can't swim. And I'm being rushed down this creek. Now, I don't remember crying out to God because I didn't know to cry out to God. I don't remember shouting at all. I just, my arms were gone and my legs were gone and this creek, and I'm tiny, and this creek is just rushing me down, and I'm going down this creek, and I feel something on the back of me pick me up and set me on the bank. Let me repeat that. <clears throat> I'm going down this creek. I felt something like grabbing a scruff of a cat, and everybody knows me, I'm gonna use a cat reference. (laughs) I don't have a scruff, but that's what it, like a mental picture, like pick me up and then set me on the bank of the creek. And I remember sitting there and I looked around like I'm trying to see if there's a car coming. Like I looked to the right and I looked to the left, I looked to the right again and I'm just like, there is nobody there. There is absolutely nobody there. But I did not get out of that creek by myself. I didn't hurl myself up in the in midair and then just set myself down on this creek. This, this just did not happen. And I came across, well, you know, I didn't tell this story for a very, very long time because I myself didn't know what happened. So for, I'm talking like 20 years, Garrett, I always share stuff like that with Garrett, maybe a random friend who wouldn't think I'm nuts like you had to be really careful who you tell this stuff to <clears throat> I mean seriously like yeah it's funny but no seriously like you got to be careful who you tell this to <laughs> tell this stuff to um but I come across this saying that says don't seek the hand of God seek the face of God but if you find the hand just look up and I have highlighted my favorite verse in the Bible, which is Hebrews 13, 2. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by doing so, some people have entertained angels without knowing it. I am a firm believer that if it was not the hand of God himself, it was an angel he sent to rescue me because he had plans. Because he knew at the age of 50, I'll be 51 in August, he knew at the age of 50 would become the appointed time for his glory to shine through of what he did in my life. To physically, you know, God saves our soul. Jesus died on the cross to save our soul. But God also saves us physically, and he physically saved me in that moment, and then I was saved a year later. And I can't say that like my whole life was great because you know I had great parents, but you know life, life stuff happens. So in conclusion, <laughs> Jody and I talked about that earlier, I ran this fire. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> there's power in your testimony. If you think there's not power in your testimony, there is. But you got to say it at the right time. You can't, you know, there's more power to it when it's directed by God and you're being obedient in the, the moment that he wants you to talk about this. And don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise. Don't let anybody tell you that, you know, well, you know, I wasn't in a drug addiction for eight years, so... <laughs> so surely my testimony doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, that's not true. We, we don't have to go through trauma to have a testimony. We can have a testimony. I, I, I'm pretty certain we've all already been through trauma. They just kind of seem to go hand in hand, um, which makes it even more, you can glorify God even more, you know, in that scenario. Um but when I said I didn't tell anybody this story other than, like, Garrett, maybe a few random people that wouldn't think I was nuts, um, I finally got enough courage one day to tell a pastor's wife my story, told her the story. She was taller than I was, this was many years ago, and I told her the story because I just, you know, I'm telling a fellow believer, telling a, telling a fellow Christian I'm telling the pastor's wife this experience that I had with God. And she looks at me, and like I said, she's taller, and she points her finger in my face, and she says, who do you think you are to have an experience like that with God? And you know what I said? Nothing. Because I was raised to respect my elders, and you know what? I didn't know who I was at that time, at that time moment I did not know what my identity was. But today I can tell you who I am. I am a daughter of the king. I am an heir to a throne and I am saved because Jesus died on the cross for me and I will live and reign with him forever. That's who I am. Now, it probably wouldn't have went over well if I had said that to this particular person. So I didn't say anything. So stand, stand firm in your testimony. Don't be afraid to give it because not everybody's going to appreciate it. Um, okay. I'm fixing to go off base here for a second. Anybody know who Lecrae is? Anybody know who Lecrae is? Okay. I just heard a podcast from the basement dwellers with Tim Ross, if anyone's ever listened to any of that. And Lecrae, he's been around for many, many years as a Christian rap artist, he made the comment that people pay admission to his trauma and then they get to decide whether or not they like it or not. So don't let anybody tell you that your testimony is not valid. Be bold in your faith. Be bold in your testimony and never forget that God is the source of life and that God is your living water, and that he's been there the whole time, and you cannot have one without the other. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center Podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.